did you do for girls night in to prepare? Okay, well, for, I'm, I feel so very prepared. Okay, all of my things here with me and I'll take you through them. Okay, thank you. I'll start with the most critical, a nice glass of white wine. It's a Pinot Gris. Um, and so I'm going for it. And you know what? It's pretty good. All right. I never drink wine without some water because I've got my water too. So responsible of you. Um, I also have this best friend face mask. Interesting. As do I. Okay, let's tell the people who are not watching but only listening. This is a best friend face mask sent to me by my bestie, Julie, for my birthday. And it is a snail and green tea rejuvenating and firming tinsel sheet. Is that how you would pronounce that? That's how you pronounce it. And I just want to emphasize that we're going to be really firm. We're going to be really firm. I'm already feeling rejuvenated. Should we put these bad boys on? Yeah. Well, let me, let me show you first because I have things that go along with this. Oh I have my God. I'm sorry. Who show is my, this? I have my bowl of warm sudsy water for my face. Why do we need that? I don't know. Don't you need to <laughs> I don't know. Do you don't you use water like after the face mask? Don't you have to like rub off or something? Is this your first girls' night? In? Oh my god, I failed. I didn't know about and, and I brought my little fancy towel too because I didn't know if there was like. You know. Oh my gosh, I feel very underprepared. Okay. So all you do is you just stick it on and go for it. I was gonna stick it on and go for it and do our twenty questions. Okay, so for everyone listening, let's do an intro. This is getting out of hand, Julie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all new episode of Wonderfilled Week. I am your host, Caitlin Corey, and if you are anything like me, you are missing your friends. You are missing some fun. You are missing connection. So I decided it would be a great idea to have a girls' night in with my dear friend, Julie Rakowskis. Julie, welcome to Wonderfilled Week. Uh, thanks, Kate. I love being here. Now, as we were saying before, you heard us before we meant to go live, but here we are. We here are we doing, are. Uh, we're going to do a little, a little something fun tonight. We are going to have a girls' night in via Zoom, recorded for Wonderfilled Week podcast. And Julie had sent me these uh, rejuvenating and firming face masks that are snail and green tea. And it, Julie, I'm, I'm taking it out of the pack. Are you? Very slimy. It's very slimy. But I think that means the slimier, the more rejuvenating. Okay. That's what I heard. So while we, while we fix our masks upon our faces, uh, we are going to play a game of 20 questions. Uh, Julie's going to ask me 10. I'm going to ask her 10. And then I thought we could just finish off with some some good news, some headlines that we've seen lately that just, you know, make us feel good because it feels like the news can sometimes be very uh, negative and very overwhelming. And this is an escape from all of that. So everybody who's listening, have a seat, relax, put on your snail and green tea face mask, light your candles, pour your wine, light your candles, pour yourself something good. Julie's having a Pinot, is Pinot Gris different than Pinot Grigio? It is different. Wow. Okay. We've got a lot to learn. I have Welch's sparkling white grape juice. That sounds refreshing too. And my candle, yours was rose. Mine is um, white grapefruit. Ooh. I'm going for all the white fruits. White grape and white grapefruit. All right. So we're okay. going for this. Ooh. Okay. It's very Ooh, cold. It's cold. <gasps> it feels Ooh. really good. Okay. Okay, yours, you look like a normal person. I look like an alien with mine on. Oh my gosh, it feels really good. It really okay. does feel good. So everybody who's listening, we now have our face masks ready to go. You know what? You were smart, Julie, to bring a towel. I'm going to have to wipe it on my pants. The excess snail, yours, snail juice. <laughs> yours just blends right in. Mine looks like I'm... You got to push it down to your chin. Go underneath. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to embarrass you on the pod here, but you brought a, a bowl of water, so this might be your first face mask ever. <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep this on as long as I last. That's okay. It's girls' night in. There's no rules. Just right. Just having fun. Just relaxing. So as, as long as it so, feels good, just keep it on. So in the meantime, should we get started with our 20 questions? Let's get started with our 20 questions. All right, I'm going to ask you one first. Right. Taking over here. Question number one, what is the most unusual thing in your purse? This is like my favorite thing ever in magazines when celebrities tell us what's in their purse. So 
What's the most unusual thing in yours? So it's not the most exciting unusual thing, but I always have Benadryl with me in my purse. Benadryl prepared. I'm just like weird allergy person. Like I could eat something or I could drive somewhere and take a walk in some sort of foreign tree or (laughs) there. So it's kind of the thing I'm most compulsive about having in my purse. Um, yeah, I could be going out to the symphony and have a little black clutch with just like my wallet and lip gloss, but there's always Benadryl in there too. Oh my God. So do you have like multiple cases of it or is it one that just gets transported? Stocked, stocked. Every, stocked. Bag, every bag has some in it. Oh my God. That's actually really smart though. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know, it's, um, I wouldn't say that I'm a, doomsday prepper person. No, but that's just like your life experience. You know what you need. Okay. My first question for you, and this is, I love this question. I actually asked this with my students last week and thought it was a good one for us too. Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere in our current time, our current era, or have the ability to time travel? Oh, that's so easy. Okay. I am not going to time travel. Because I've seen too many movies where you time travel, like butterfly effect, and you change one thing or do one thing different and the whole world changes. So I don't need that kind of stress. And also, I'm always saying with my friend Jen, we always want to create a teleporting machine because then I could like still live in LA, have breakfast with Ryan. I could have lunch with you. I could have dinner in New York with our family in New York. I could weekend in Hawaii every weekend amazing teleporting no without a question on a day like today where when I went out to my car this morning it was like nine degrees I would love to be able to snap my fingers and just be on a beach in the Caribbean yeah a hundred percent and like I'm not really like a historical person like that doesn't interest me so I'm not like dying to go back to see something you know there's a lot that I I would want to see but I would much rather teleport if I had to pick yeah I want to teleport I would teleport to your apartment right now so we could be Actually, no, wait, dream big. Let's just both teleport (laughs) to somewhere better than our apartments. (laughs) Okay, what's the last thing you cried about? Well, I can answer this very honestly. I cried today. Okay, easy. (laughs) (laughs) What was the reason? Well, if you you don't know me or haven't listened to the episodes that Caitlin has so wonderfully invited me on before, um, I work in a school. And so, you know, remote learning pandemic, like we've heard it all before right but today I have like kind of a new group of kids and today um during the last block of the day a parent came into the class just like zoom bombed us and just like lost it and started yelling at me and so it's hard because as a teacher like you cannot react but that's so out of your control right and it's like in front of all the students it has nothing nothing to do with me or like what I was teaching but it's just like, you can't react. You can't stand up for yourself. You can't stand up for this school. You just have to kind of be like, okay, and I'll give you a call later and we'll discuss it. And they keep going and going and going. So I was obviously fine in class and held my ground and like played it off as whatever. But on the car ride home, I'm just like, you know, it was upsetting. And this is the parent of a kid who I have worked very closely with this year and like fought to the nail for and like kind of got out of my way to do so many things for. So um, it was just one of those moments so did you cry? Did you cry in the car? In the car. I always say, I always save my friend the car when I'm at school. Yeah. How many tears has my car seen? <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> think I could even count. <laughs> it's such a great place to cry, especially if you can put some good music on. Did you play Taylor Swift's new version of Taylor's version of I didn't. Love I Story? Haven't, I haven't listened to it yet. Oh my God. Her voice is so much more mature now. Yeah, it's, it's got to be different. I mean, she was a kid when she did that. Yeah, those. it sounds really good. Okay, that's what you have to do right after this. Have a good cry to love story, Taylor's version. That sounds great. Sold. Okay, your turn. Okay, no, your turn. No, I just asked you what you cried about. Oh, yeah, you're right. My turn. Oh, my God. <laughs> Girls, that <laughs> hit is canceled. <laughs> that's a wrap on Julie. <laughs> okay, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done to get a crush's attention? I mean, I'm sure so many that I've probably like mentally (laughs) blocked out (laughs) because none of them like come to mind, like to get their attention. I mean, I'm sure I did all the things in middle school and high school, like walking up to like sharpen your pencils so you could show off your new tight pants. I'm sure I did that stuff and I'm sure it was so cringy, but what's coming to mind is not necessarily um, 
that I got embarrassed in front of my crush, but something that I did that was pretty embarrassing looking back. So, okay. I was in second grade. Okay. St. Peter's school. Sister Loretta was my teacher. Do you remember when, okay, you get class, you get your class picture taken. Oh, yes. And then they take everyone's individual class picture and make like a little postcard size of, you know, everyone's picture together to get like a class photo. So I brought home my class photo. And when Patty Lou, my mom, wasn't looking, I took the class photo and I cut out the picture of my crush. Oh. Um, should I say his name? Maybe not. I'll just tell you his first name. Robert. Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I had plans to like, you know, glue it into like a, a journal and like write about it or like put it in a locket or something. But when Patty Lou found the leftover class photo <laughs> she found it she was so mad at me and she's like you can't just be cutting out what are you doing and so she thought it's because I didn't like him so she thought it was something mean she was like did you cut him out because you don't like him that's so mean I'm like oh my gosh opposite in love that's amazing I love that Patty Lou found the evidence oh my god I tried to hide the picture but I wasn't smart enough to hide the rest of the evidence that's the problem <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, question number 3. What is your favorite phoneless activity? What do you do to get off the screen? What's your fave? Playing music, for sure. Hands yeah. down, guitar or keyboard. Um and I'll have nights where I'm home in my apartment and I put my phone in the other room and I just play whether I'm writing something for myself or just playing something else by another artist. It's such a great disconnect. Yeah. It's such a great way to use my body and just it it's very recentering for me. Yeah. That's my favorite novel. My first thought was like going for a walk, being outside hiking, but it really is music is my, it's my internal retreat. Yeah. It's like an outlet for you. It is. And you're so damn talented. Oh, please. Not talented face masks though. Look at oh yeah. Mine's coming off soon too. We tried. We tried. Okay. What do you wish you were really good at? I also want to, before you answer this, just make it known on public record that Caitlin is really good at most things so that's why I guess this is why I wanted to ask this question too because it's hard for me to think of something that you're not really good at oh my god it's so thank you it's such an obvious answer and it's what you're so good at and it's singing oh but you can sing no I can't but I do sing I can't but I still do it no so I I mean like I was born to be a rock star like I don't know why nobody knows this like hello, stage <laughs> presence, I'm ready. <laughs> I just don't have the voice to go with it. So I always have this dream that I'm just going to be on stage and you're just going to sing and it's going to come through the microphone for me. You know, your voice, but I get the rock star experience. So I'm still working on that. I also want to say that I have heard you sing and I, you can sing, but you're just very shy about it. Well, that's very kind of you because it's not true. But uh, maybe Ryan, maybe we should get Ryan on to answer because yesterday... We had an outing, a, a COVID safe outing. We went to Orange County for a drive through dinosaur tour. Um, this sounds amazing. It was so amazing. And we listened to 90s mix, like 90s hits on the way there. And when I tell you, I belted for 45 minutes straight on the way there, 45 minutes on the way back. And I was like exhausted when I got home. <laughs> like a toddler who tuckered herself out. I literally <laughs> tired myself out like 100%. So yeah, I wish I could sing better because I would do it. I would be like, uh, I'd be on the TikTok with the kids. I'd, I'd be on the Instagram lives doing concerts. I, I would do it if I could. That story makes me happy. And it also makes me reminisce when I was in LA and it was around Christmas time and we were driving in your car around LA, blasted the Christmas music station, singing at the top of our lungs. And it was just so, so glorious. Yeah. yeah. That is like literally the best ever. So yeah, that's my answer. I wish I was better at singing. Maybe you could give me a lesson. Damn. I mean, girls night in, you could be doing a little work for your friend over here giving me a voice lesson or two. Okay, number four, what is something you're proud of yourself for? I'm proud of you for lots of things. Thank you. I'm dipping my hand into the sudsy water. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I have it. Um, I'm proud of myself for, I have been really good at, I've, I've said this before on the podcast too, but um, it just to really applies is making myself spend time outside. 
Yeah. Um, being very intentional about it, whether or not it's a quick walk around the block, a long walk after school, driving somewhere new to a new beach, up to a different trail. It's something I did a lot of this summer and promised myself I would keep doing over the winter. But, you know, in the Boston area, it's easy to say that. And then it's 10 degrees out or, but I've really um, stuck to it and I've layered up and I've put on my mittens and my hat and I've made myself go outside every single day for at least a 15 minute walk. That's so good. It's so good for your mental health. And what did you do right before we recorded this Girls Night In podcast? A brisk walk around the neighborhood. Is it like so cold there today? It's freezing out. Oh my God. It's freezing out. And this morning when I was going to work, it's so funny because I'm so good about remembering all of my gear. But, you know, it's a Friday before vacation and I had this yeah. really fun day planned for my classes with Valentine's weekend and, um, and I forgot my gloves. And so it's just funny because I also always have a full gas tank. And today I had to get gas on the way to work. So I'm standing outside without my gloves, like 11 years. It was a whole thing. I feel like that happens. So like the closer you get to vacation, the more you lose your mind. Yeah. You're like so close to the finish line. I can totally vibe with that. I understand that. But now I'm home and cozy and warm and girls night in and I've got my, girls not in. All my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, your turn. Okay. Um, what is the best purchase you've ever made? Okay, I want to show you. Oh. What I just, well, I didn't actually purchase it. It was, it was a gift from my dad. Thanks, dad. Um, okay, your life is about to be changed when I show you this. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is my leopard print oversized blanket hoodie snuggie style is basically my new best friend I named her Frida and I always said everybody where's Frida I'm freezing <laughs> <laughs> it is the coziest thing of my whole life and it is like by far it, it's a game changer so it sounds like you need this I live in California and I have it so <laughs> you need this in your life for that cold weather you're speaking of it comes in like 40 different colors it's available on Amazon I'll put it in the show notes for oh my you gosh, I love it I love the leopard print I really yeah the leopard print is very me um but no that's not that shouldn't be my answer um it's just a great purchase that I really highly recommend everyone should make um I think the I think the best purchase I made in terms of like investing in myself was when I finally and you were there right before I did it or right after I did it rather was when I switched over to a MacBook mm -hmm. and I got a new laptop and I got my microphone and I think by making that financial commitment to the podcast I was like okay I have to really do it now <laughs> and that's really investing in yourself and investing yeah. in your dream and I think that's so important yeah so I would say in terms of like something that I just got that I didn't a hundred percent quote unquote need, but I wanted it and I was I made a promise to myself and I've really been sticking with it. So I would say my mic and my MacBook Pro. And I love I love that mic. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's yeah, the it's the gold yeti for anyone who's wondering. Okay, number five. If you could be any age forever, what age would you choose? I thought a lot about this and even just lately. Um, I feel like I have figured out the perfect age. Okay. Tell me, break it down for us. It's 28. 28. Okay. Why? Because you, you know, you still, you still have like the social friendly, like the life, the vivaciousness of being young and in your twenties and kind of, you know, still have a lot of lust and ambition and it just, it feels fun. But at the same time, You've been out of college for a while. So, um, you know, maybe you're starting to get a grasp on what kind of direction you want your life to go in. And so that's kind of an exciting journey to think about what comes next. There's still so much ahead of you. You still have room in your life to make a lot of changes if you want to. You know, you're young, so your body is still like, where to go? I just feel like it's it's a nice combination of everything. You've got yeah. so much in front of you. You've got stuff behind you that's not too far away, but like enough that you're growing up a little bit more while at the same time having fun and discovering yourself in a whole new way. Oh, I like that. Did you have like a personal good year when you were 28? I think I did have a really good year. Yeah. I guess the goal would be to keep the 28 mentality no matter what age we are. Yeah. Just realize that we have a lot ahead of us and you know, we've learned from everything behind yeah. us. We have to keep a 28 mind. 
28 year old mind. I do like that. I also, yeah. I would also like to formally announce at this time, formally announce that I'm about to peel my mask off. Okay. Let's see. Ready? I'll do it with you. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, you can hear the slime. Oh, we are glowing. Look how firm. Oh, I am rejuvenated, ladies and gents. Now, am I allowed to dab my face with my towel or does that? You are, but ask me my question first so I can answer while you dab. Okay. Your question is, okay, this, I love this question. What okay. is something your brain tries to make you do, but you have to like will, consciously will yourself not to do it? Oh, okay. That's a, that's like interesting. Let me see. So my brain wants to do it, right? But I'm, I have to stop yeah. myself. Oh, okay. It's reflexive. Stalking people. Oh, now in person or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let me, let me elaborate. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. Like when you have a conversation with someone, you know, like you meet them at like the nail salon pre-COVID. Yep. You don't have to go home and like Google them and find them on Facebook, find their Instagram page and like scroll back to their vacation in 2015. There's just no need to do that to every single, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry you meet down the street. But my brain really, really <laughs> wants to. And if ever anyone from my life ever like just pops into my mind, even if I haven't talked to them in like 20 years, I'm like, oh, okay, like, duh, easily going to stalk them right now if I know what they, where they live. <laughs> like, not for any reason, but just to like see what people are doing. There's no need to do that. And I have to stop my brain. I'm it's like, not. stop. There's just no need for this. And in this day and age, it's just so easy to do. There's so many medias. It's so easy to do, but at the same time, the fact that you consciously think about it and like stop yourself is great because it has become very reflexive for a lot of people and everybody does it. And if you're at home thinking that you're someone who's like, oh, you're lying, everybody does it. Don't lie, guys. You're, you know you're like me. Now, okay, I'll ask you, as a person who's in the dating world, do you Google the people before you go on a date? Oh. Do I Google the people? I feel as though I could now have a permit as a special investigator. Thank you. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better about my my stalking style. I could, well, I have to feel safe. I have to feel Yeah, that's true. I Google. Oh, yeah, that's why I do it too. Safety. <laughs> I Facebook. I LinkedIn. I, I try to find out as much as I can about them because I am just not willing to put the time into something if I have that instinctual feeling of something's not quite right. And there, I feel like there are some indicators if you're looking at someone's social media to be able to kind of glean that instinct. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Thank you. Okay. Number six, what is your latest obsession? A show, a snack, a product? Is it the snail mask? I, I did <laughs> like that. Okay. My latest obsession. So it is in the mornings. Okay. I have been um, making a smoothie that I take with me to work. Ooh. And it just makes a real difference in my day. And I'm starting to become borderline obsessed with it. And it's very simple. I do a whole mix of berries and ice and a little bit of vanilla almond milk. That's a, such a good obsession. It's like such a healthy obsession. Oh, I have lots of unhealthy obsessions. <laughs> that's just <laughs> we my, won't get into those. That's just my latest obsession. But. Yeah. Have you made your ever made your smoothie into like a bowl? So Sandra makes hers into like a bowl. Like, I'll have to ask her how she does it. It's okay. like a mix between like a smoothie and an acai bowl, but you can kind of keep some toppings on top, like some granola, some chocolate chips, shaved coconut, and eat it like with a spoon and it's more like a dessert. Okay. So yes and no. I've made it as like a, instead of a dessert. Oh, okay. That's smart. To get that sweet craving. I'm going to make like a very smoothie slash, like it's a very icy slushy kind of, yeah. um, instead of a bowl of ice cream. So I have done that. Um, but not as like the acai, berry, granola. I haven't done all that. Well, there's still time. Oh. We're only 28. Like we said, 28 state of minds. <laughs> Plenty of time ahead of you. What a great state of mind to be in. Next is, would you rather win a billion dollars or live for twice as long? Oh, <laughs> you can't break YOLO. So a <laughs> 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 billion dollars, just going to live one average lifetime, please. <laughs> Not too long, not too short. Oh my God, no, a billion dollars. Definitely. Who wants to live to like, what's the average life expectancy? For for women? Yeah. I don't know, 79? Who's trying to live 79 times two? Why couldn't you just pick an even number like 80 so I could say 160? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's way too long. That's far too many years. No. 
a billion dollars, lots of charity work, lots of donations, lots of philanthropy, lots of vacations, lots of building a teleport machine. Yeah, lots of snail masks, billion dollars. Lots of different houses. I'd love properties. There's so many cities that I'd love to have, like a condo in or a little pied-à-terre in France. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Okay, my next question for you. Oh, this is a good one. If music played every single time you walked in a room, what song would it be? Theme song. Theme song. Boy, there are just so many good ones. So my answer is, and this is another, this, this could go on the latest obsession list too. This is like, it's been an obsession. Well, maybe for the last like couple of years, okay. year or two. Um, Maggie Rogers, who I just adore. Um, her song, Light On. Okay. It's so great. It's it's catchy. It has a great message. Like I'm all set. I'm going to do my own thing. Like you want to go, that's fine. Just like leave a light on. It's just, it's such a good song and I love the energy behind it. And it's one of those ones that when I am driving in my car and I have a blast thing, like I just feel like this is amazing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. She is so wildly talented. I love her music. I don't think I know her music. I'm gonna have to add her on Spotify. Yeah, you got to check her out. She's got some real good ones. I need you to make me a car. Well, this is another off um, off air thing, but I need you to make me like a car Spotify playlist of your faves. Okay. Fun. Then we I'll can see. both listen to it when we drive. That'll be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. I don't have Spotify. Is that the right time to say that? Oh, God. Moving on. Next question. What do you got? <laughs> Before we go to the next question, I also just want to add, have you ever seen the NPR Tiny Desk concerts online? No. Okay. A bunch of artists do them all the time. They're really amazing. Maggie Rogers has maybe the best NPR tiny desk concert that I've ever seen. They, they do like three songs. They're in a tiny little room behind a desk. It's awesome. Um, a lot of uh, artists that you like have probably done them. Oh, it's like MTV Unplugged. Yeah, but better. But better. <laughs> more unplugged it's a way more unplugged oh i'm gonna check it out okay cool see this is why oh. we need to have girls sign in so i can learn new things yeah that's a great way to get into hers check out her tiny desk concert really good okay i'm into it add it to my list okay next question if you were reborn what decade would you want to be born in and why what decade okay i don't think it matters so much the decade Basically, I'm going to ask myself, when would I have to have been born to be 25 in 1990, 1965? And why do you want to be 25 in 1990? <laughs> I feel like this is going to be really good. Okay, let me back it up. Okay, so I was born in 1986, but 90s is like my jam. Like I was saying, I was jamming out to the 90s literally yesterday. But I was only like four to 14 in the 90s. I mean, formative years, yes. But I wish that I were like 25 to 35 in the 90s so that mm. I could be going to the concerts of those artists that I love because I was like 10 and like wanting to go. You know what I mean? So I want to be born in 1965 so that I could be 25 in the 90s. Final answer. I dig it. I also. That's it. Um stan the 90s did i is that right is that <laughs> oh let's not try to be tiktok kids okay next question hmm if you could be friends with any fictional character who would it be mm-hmm. joe march who's that from little women yes okay tell me why i just I, I don't know i've always loved her she's i think she's the first literary character that i felt connection to when I read that book as a very young child and then reread it about 600 times. Um, Just her independence and um, how much she loved writing and she was a creative and she kind of lived life on her own terms. Um, I feel like I, there are a lot of things about that character that I identify with. Um, And so uh, Joe March. I was going to say for mine, Rachel Green from Friends, which is not the same as a great literary character. But actually, the more I think of it, if it's going to be your friend, I identify more with Rachel Green. So I guess I would want my friend to be Monica Geller, you know? 
That should be the first. Oh, wait. Did I answer that question wrong? No, you answered it right. But I was trying to think like you want to be friends with her because she would like inspire you to be all those things that you see see yourself in okay, her, right? Yes. I thought you asked who I would want to be, be friends, friends with. with. Okay. I answered it right. Yes. Jump. Yeah. Yeah. You answered it right. So I want to be friends with Monica because I am Rachel oh, Green in okay. my mind. Again, if I could just be 25 and 1990, it would have been just perfect no because yeah because right because monica is a good loyal friend she cooks she'd keep me on track you're my monica i'm rachel well, let's not do this oh, we're gonna we're gonna argue about this now let's not do this again let's not do this okay to give everyone some context julie and i have been fighting since the beginning of time about who's the carrie bradshaw of our of us and we would always just fight tooth and nail to be Carrie and then as the show aged and it aged so horribly now we're like no 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 you're Carrie no 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 you're Carrie Bradshaw I'm a Charlotte back off <laughs> there's no Carrie here I am a Charlotte well I always said you were a Charlotte you always I was denying my Charlotte you're you're a Miranda oh through and through through and through and that's what we should have been proud of from jump but we were trying to be Carrie I know we were trying you know but that's just she's what we do. Cool and edgy, but then you get older and you realize she's not so cool and edgy. She's just kind of horrible. She's kind of problematic. Okay. Moving yeah. right along. Moving right along. Okay. It's your turn. Okay. It's my turn. The world is ending next week. This isn't a question I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> 2021. <laughs> the world is ending next week and you can do anything you want. What do you do? It can be legal, illegal. You could do anything. Um eat gluten every day until the world ends. Don't go do crazy. Uh, I would eat McDonald's and gluten. <laughs> Dream big, little girl. No, seriously. Like I, I would just, yeah, I would eat and drink whatever I want without worrying about how I'm going to feel. Cause you know, you can feel bad for a few days. The world's going to end anyway. Um, let all the animals out of cages at zoos and um, animal shelters. I feel like that would be a good one. Great answer. Is mm, there anything I've always wanted to do? I don't know. I'm so boring. But seriously, eating gluten was the first thing that came to mind. I would just be like housing McDonald's double cheeseburgers until the world ended. Listen, that's your truth. <laughs> and I also love that you're liberating animals all over the world. That's a great response. Yeah, that's good, right? Yeah, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. If you could rewind to one moment in your life, where would you go? Um, this is a fabulous question. Really phenomenal work. Fabulous, fabulous work that you've done with this. I have, there are, it's so funny how the brain works because you ask that and like this, like this vignettes of all these different little awesome scenes of my life kind of pop in. And so like they're going around on a carousel and I kind of have to just snatch one and go with it. Um, you know what? I will... I'll use, I'll take that carousel reference and I'll go with that because when I was a kid, every summer, um, my cousins and I would go to Canopy Lake Park together and it was like a mm. big day out. It was always, we brought this big picnic with all these great snacks and we just really looked forward to it every summer. And one summer we went and it was a little bit different because it was normally myself, all my brothers, my mom. And then her sister, my aunt, and her kids. So it was like the moms and the cousins. and That is and a crew. Oh, it's a crew. Mm -hmm. So one year my dad took us. And it was just my dad, myself, my brothers, and my dad's brother, my uncle, Vicky. Um, and he has, since, he has since, since passed away. But when we were there, I kind of felt like it was a boy's day out because I was the only girl. Yeah. Um, which like no one was doing anything on purpose, but I just felt like, oh, this is like the boys day. And so I was trying to win this teddy bear at the carnival at like the, you know, carnival games spot. Yeah. And it was this really girly bear that had like a floral dress and a lace collar. And it was a very nineties bear. And I can so appreciate I'm trying that. Yeah. And I didn't win it. I couldn't win it. And then, um, my uncle Vicky like disappeared for a little while and then he met up with us and he had won me the bear. Stop. That's and so sweet. Such a nice memory. And I think about like, how I was so happy to have the bear and then it was starting to get dark out. And I remember all the lights coming on and the rides look so fun and magical. Um, and all the smells of summertime and just thinking like, man, I just, I felt like such a kid, you know? Yeah. And it was really nice. 
That's such a good answer. Actually, when I was writing that question, I was thinking about my answer and it was similar in that it included people who are no longer here. And so I feel like it's a good question for everyone who's listening to like ask themselves, like if you could rewind to a moment in your life, where would you go? Because in the journey to find your answer to that question, you'll think of like all these really awesome things that have happened to you. And I feel like that's like a really good thing to do, especially in quarantine when we're like starving for connection or like everything feels like a distant memory of good times. Just like take that little like trip down memory lane with yourself. Yeah, I I agree. And I mean, right when you ask that again, just it's so the mind is an amazing thing. Memories that pop up are it's incredible to be able to reflect back on that. So that was such a sweet story. And I didn't know that one. I'm so glad I asked that question. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. Where are we at with questions, by the way? I'm not keeping count. My turn, and I'm asking you number nine. Okay, perfect. So we're getting close. We're getting close. So we, after this one, we'll each have one more. Okay, perfect. Okay, tell me about a favorite college memory. We went to college. Ooh, I love how you're repping Salve. That's actually a really cute sweatshirt. I haven't seen that one. It's new this year. Do you get one? Do you get a new one every year? No, I haven't had. Oh, I did get one last year. So you admit it, you get a new one every year. (laughs) Yes, so you admit it. Um, Mean Girls reference, I love it. No, the one I got last year is the first one I bought for myself since I actually attended Salve. And then this was a birthday gift from my friend Rob. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, Yes, Salve Seahawks represent class of 09, right? Yeah, 09. 07 for you. Not that we're aging anyone here. We're all 28, remember? It's fine. 28, 28 28 forever. Okay, so... Well, okay, I feel like my favorite college memory should include you, but I'm, I'm one of them does, and you know which one it is. The most massive woman wins, but my one of my favorite college memories has to be junior year, December, the night before, actually like the night of vacation. Oh my god, and you're on vacation tonight, so it's exactly the feeling you're having right now, not having school next week. It was just like that. It was right before the holiday break. But everybody, you know, you finished your exams that day, so you don't leave till the next day, you know? So um, Ryan and I were not dating yet, but I had a crush. And so a couple of my roommates and I went to a party at Ryan's house because he had a couple of roommates. He lived with, there was, I think, five of them in Berkeley, Berkeley Avenue, Newport. And I was like, okay, we're about to be on vacation for like six weeks or something. I'm not going to be able to like shoot my shot with this kid after today. <laughs> like it's now <laughs> or never. So we go to the house and like now, like we would never probably step foot in a place like that. It was probably like, it was so dirty. Remember, you remember college parties? Beer cans strewn about. Sticky floor when you'd like step, but you'd stick. Oh, I can yeah. smell that. When you say sticky floor, I can literally smell that smell. Oh, take me back. okay so it was like the most disgusting place in the world but it's like the only place I wanted to be and it started to snow and it would like never snow in Newport because like the water you know it would never ever snow because it would just like (laughs) bypass us so it started to snow and snow and snow and drinks and drinks and snow and snow and snow and all of a sudden it was like slumber party at Berkeley and everyone who's at the party just stayed over and I was like, oh my God, I'm staying at Ryan Corey's house, <laughs> OMG. And so, you know, everyone was just like doubling up in beds, couches, beer pong tables, anywhere you could find to sleep. <laughs> um, and so Ryan and I just like cuddled in the bed and it was so nice. And like, we didn't even kiss, nothing. And um, I was just like, oh my God, this is exactly where I want to be like forever. And we all woke up the next day, like true college, you know, girls are like trying to like fix their makeup from the night before, trying to get it together. <laughs> and we all went out to breakfast at Gary's, Gary's Handy Lunch. It's the only Gary's. place to go, right? So good. So good. And so b- the boys sat with the boys and the girls sat with the girls. And we so all just great. like, so, so very yeah. great for you. Yeah. And we just like all chit chatted about the night before and then everyone was leaving for their break. And so it's like gave, I was like, gave Ryan a hug goodbye. And I was like, okay, bye. And then I was going to the Bahamas with my family for Christmas that year. I remember that. And so I didn't have a phone. And so um, I was like, oh my God, the only way, and he didn't have a Facebook. And that was like the only social media back then, if people could imagine. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, he doesn't have Facebook. I don't have a phone. Like not like this is going to be like, this is just going to fizzle out over these six weeks. 
Well, if you remember in the Salve database, we all had the same email address. It was just our name, middle initial, last name at salve.edu. Yep. He emailed me when I was on vacation in the Bahamas. That's and a, every that's day. A- good move like that is, is that a, a good, good move? move yeah I thought that was very suave of him and I like basically ruined my mom's vacation because I was like um I forgot something up in the room um I have to go to the bathroom yeah. all these bathrooms down here no I have to go to the room I was just checking my email like a psycho <laughs> going back to the stalker stalker it's always been in me I love that but yeah that was a good memory that was like it had everything it had the college party it had the sticky floors you're with your girlfriends you're with the guy you like, you go to the place in the town, the college town. It was just like premier college. I love it. It, A little bit of romance. There's nothing like that feeling. And it's funny, like, you know, obviously you and Ryan, spoiler alert, got married and ended up together. Yes, I've been married for 10 years. But even if you hadn't, there's nothing quite like that feeling of like meeting someone new and the adventure and like seeing that you have a message from them and getting butterflies about that and it's just it's such a and especially at that age like high school all the way through college it's so it's like it's such an immediate it's your whole like scope in the world right then you know it's so important you know and it's everything and it can really make or break your day I'm really glad you know it made your decade which is yeah so good (laughs) that was one of my that has to be the best college memory because that's like the biggest thing I took away from you like great you know okay Number nine for you. Name a movie that changed your life. Yeah. This is a good question, too. I say that about all your questions, but they're all really good. I have extras. I'll save them for next time. So a movie that changed my life. This is sort of when I was, oh, gosh, it was in the 90s. (laughs) See, everything good was. And it was the first and maybe only time that my mom and I went to the movies just the two of us oh so fun and we went to see hope floats with Sandra Bullock oh such a good one Harry Connick Jr yes so good it's so good and so that was the first um movie that my mom and I saw to and I was like starting to come of age like I wasn't yeah. a teenager yet but I was a preteen and we went to go see this like classic chick flick and I sat there and I remember the scene where um the father drives away from the little girl and it's yeah, it's so sad yeah and I realized I was crying and I had never cried at a movie before ever ever, ever. wow um I didn't cry a lot as a kid which is hilarious because now you could fill buckets <laughs> <laughs> you're just swimming around your apartment <laughs> you know I mean I had four brothers I was playing sports all the time like we were always so busy and I never I wasn't like super feminine I know every girl loves to say she was a tomboy but I really was a tomboy yeah um and so I cried I was crying and my mom noticed and said something like oh, are you crying but I pretended like I wasn't and of I was course so embarrassed like yeah oh, my allergies are so bad today <laughs> Good that you have a lot of allergies to blame. She just had that like sort of knowing smile, you know, and I just, I remember walking out of the theater and just feeling a little more grown up and a little more like a woman. And like, I had connected to this story and I had cried and I was with my mom and it, it just felt like an, an important day, um, seeing that movie and having that experience and having her be there and like realizing that this form of art could like bring out that kind of emotion. I don't think I had really experienced that before either. It's so funny that it's sort of like a cursory chick flick that catalyzed that for me. But, um, but that's what it was. Like for some reason, this story just really hit me. Who knows what I was going through at the time. Yeah. And it just made me realize the power of movies, of song, of artwork and of creative expression. And I feel like from then on, that's where like, you know, I felt this need to process like everything in life through some kind of a creative medium. And I think I still do a lot of that. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. You connect with art so easily and so deeply. It's so visceral for me. And it's yeah. That's so cute. I love that movie. I'm not, I'm not like a fine artsy per Like it's not, that's not who I am. I'm like pretty grounded, but I just, I love it so much, but yeah. It's yeah. Such a good movie. We should watch that when we have our girl, real girls night we in. Should, we should, you know what? We really We're should. Going to. Done. It's done. Sold. It's done. Okay, final question. <laughs> 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 we 
We still have another segment. Let's go, lady. Describe the most beautiful place you've ever been. Right here and now. (laughs) Okay. I haven't been to like a ton of places. Like, I mean, like I live in California, so that's really just like really beautiful all the time. But just like what jumps out to me is um, in 2009, Ryan got me for my birthday um, a night at a hotel in Woodstock, Vermont. And that's where he's from. And I had been there before, but I was there in summer. And he was, he kept saying like, it's so different when you go in the winter, like it's totally different place. And I was like, oh my God, but it's so beautiful. Like, how could it be any more beautiful than this? And so we went and it was just, like I said, December and the Woodstock Inn is like just the most beautiful hotel you've ever seen. Woodstock itself is so small. It's so picturesque. I always say it's like Pleasantville. And when we went there, it was the first snow of the season. And it was like that snow where it's not a nuisance. It's not like, oh my God, we got a snowstorm or like, oh my God, it's like black and like gross and disgusting. It was like the perfect amount of snow that just filled the trees, like just enough to make the whole town look like picturesque, like a snow globe. It was just snow globe snow. Mm-hmm. Ryan's aunt Sue upgraded us to like a suite and we had a fireplace in the hotel. So gorgeous. We didn't really even like do much. You just walk around, but it's like walking around a dollhouse, like a little doll town. Like, you know, those villages people put up at Christmas time with like a general store and like, you know, whatever, like the florist and the bakery. It's like literally like that, like it's fake. Like it feels like literally like Pleasantville. So being there then, and like you said about being young and like your whole life ahead of you, we had just graduated college and I'm with the person I wanted to be with and the town was just so nice and the snow was just so. And to me, and the hotel is gorgeous. Anyone who stayed at the Woodstock Inn can tell you. It's just like, it was just stunning. I mean, they had fresh baked chocolate chip cookies in the lobby all the time. Why would, why would you ever leave? Yeah, why did I leave? Why did you leave? Why? Why am I not in Woodstock Inn right now? You know what? That sounds like a great place post-pandemic for you two to go and like take a little anniversary trip. Yeah, I was thinking that. And also Ryan, when he moved from Woodstock, he's been back a few times and other members of his family have been back a few times like on their own, but they haven't been back all together. And I think that would be like a really nice trip that I'd like to coordinate. Yeah. So I got to get in touch with my sisters-in-law and my brother-in-law and try to make that happen. Cause I think that'd be really nice. Yeah. That would be awesome. That's so beautiful. Like the quintessential snowy new England. So good. That leads me to my final question for you. Question 10, where is the first place you're going to travel to when it's safe to do so? And you are comfortable doing mm-hmm. so. I am torn much like Natalie and Bruglia in the nineties. <laughs> See, once again, don't make me sing. I just told you I can't. <laughs> because um as you may recall I had a trip to Southern California booked mm, last year that I had no such um, a bummer and I'm really aching to get back there to see you yeah. because I love California I have family there too who I'm very close with so that's on the list because I feel that trip feels so unfinished for me yeah definitely get back and do it. I, I was so looking for it and I was all prepared for it. And so, um, that's one. And then I'm answering more than one. So I'm yeah, sorry. Do it. Oh my God. Because when we can travel, you're not going to stop traveling. I know you <laughs> <laughs> never. Um, and then of course, anywhere abroad. Yeah. Overseas. I mean, I just have, I'm constantly looking at, um, you know, currently in my job, I have the summers off. And so I'm always looking at, summer fellowships in this country or like what if I went to you know two years ago I spent the summer in the Netherlands what if I'm I went so to- glad you did that looking back on it before COVID yeah. summer right I'm before so COVID did that yeah that was, that was an amazing experience that's a lesson in just going for it because you don't know what the future holds yeah I totally agree with that I'm so glad that I did that and to have those memories too even during the pandemic to like think back and be so grateful that I was able to do that was, was very helpful. So Southern California or somewhere abroad, um, or both or definitely both. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Southern California and somewhere out of the country. Yeah. Um, Ryan and I are planning on going home. I'm just like stealing your question and answering it too. We're going to go home to the East coast for like a good amount of time, but also where we were meant to go to Hawaii for, we were meant to go in April, 2020. Um, so obviously that was canceled 
But I think it might be nice to do it this year because like I said, we're celebrating our 10 year wedding anniversary. So I think that might be fun. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Wow. October will be 10. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that was our 20 questions. That was actually really fun. Yeah. Why do you sound surprised? It was a hoot. No, it was so cute. <laughs> so fun. We did a face mask and we have one more mini segment, which I'm thinking, let me look at the time. I think because we're like pff, chatty Cathy's we went over. Okay. Oh yeah. We're almost at an hour. So why don't we pick our favorite top story? Does that work? Yes. I have two that can combine into one. Oh, perfect. Okay. So I asked Julie to come up with like two or three, but because of we're pressed for time, we're going to cut it short. But I asked Julie to come up with two or three like feel good headlines that have been floating around lately because like I said before, the news cycle is sometimes so negative. It can be so like daunting. It can make you feel overwhelmed. So we want to just spam you with some good news. So let's see how, maybe if we do them fast, we can get through some of them. So why don't you go first? All right. I'm going to combine two. So the first one is that um, today, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden put out these beautiful Valentine's signs on the White House lawn, just spreading messages of like love and peace. And I guess she really loves Valentine's Day, which I love Valentine's Day. And now don't get me wrong, I have always been single my whole life for it, but I still love it. And this is, this is, I'm going to, this is coupled with my other story, which is an eyewitness account. I went to Lambert's on Morrissey Boulevard yesterday. Okay. They have the best soup ever. Continue. Oh my gosh. Love their deli. Um, just to get a couple of things because I was in the area and I'm at the checkout line and this sort of like elderly lady is there at the cash register and this guy comes in who's a regular of hers. You know, it's like a small neighborhood, local market kind of place. And he comes in and he gives her, he had bought from the man on the side of the road, a bouquet of flowers to give to this elderly cashier. Oh and she was so happy it wasn't like a, I'm in love with you kind of thing, but just like, I'm thinking of you and like, thank you. And you're wonderful. And she turned red and you could see how she was just tickled pink, literally. And all of her coworkers were kind of like good natured ribbing, like girl, who got you those flowers? And they loved it. And everyone in the store was so invested and happy and laughing. And it just moments like that is it's why I love Valentine's Day. And so when I saw the headline that Jill Biden had put out all of these messages of love on the White House lawn and thinking about like, you know, how hopefully our country is moving in a new direction. That with witnessing this little act of love at Lambert's oh. just made me feel really good. That's so good. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Oh, I'm so happy you got to witness that. Yeah, it was really good. Like Those are all the things I love about Valentine's Day. So those are my, my good news of Valentine's stories. Oh my God, I love that so much. Okay, I'm going to try to combine two of mine too. Well, my passions I'm like learning more about what I what always draws me in and it's always when stories are about children or about homelessness those are like the two things that I always find myself gravitating towards so it may, it comes as no surprise that a lot of my things include that so I'm just going to try to rapidly go through mine so the first one is sadly we know Alex Trebek host of Jeopardy passed away in November 2020 to pancreatic cancer but I read an article that said that a lot of his wardrobe items are um being donated to the Doe Fund, which is an organization that provides paid work, housing, vocational training, continued education, and comprehensive social services to underserved Americans with histories of addiction, homelessness, and incarceration. So they took, I guess, on uh, his executive producer was saying that on his last day of filming, he was just really trying to thank everyone who's come together to help him during his time of need. And he said, you know, take that mission and continue it on in life and, and be good to other people too. And so this is just like so perfect, such a perfect way to like honor his last request. So these are the items that are getting, that got donated. So it's part of a program. It's like a reentry program and it's for job interviews that these people can go on job interviews. It's called the Ready, Willing, and Able Reentry Program. And in, in total, they donated 58 dress shirts, 14 suits, 300 ties, 25 polo shirts, 14 sweaters, nine sports coats, nine pairs of dress shoes, 15 belts, two parkas, and three pairs of dress slacks. And like, that's just such a, I'm sure like a lot of TV personalities have so much wardrobe that they go through and we don't know where it goes, but this is just like such a perfect last um, request that he had, you know, they were taking his words and really putting it into action. And I was so touched by that. I thought that was so great. That one made me feel really good. And you know that it's like, also really great quality things for people who need it as opposed to just like donating like leftover old stuff that you've worn out like to be that person in that situation and to have this like 
brand new tailored coat. It's just, it's really going to go a long way for so many people. It's a great story. I just think that's so, so great. And then my other story was about, I'm sure you heard about it, the Girl Scout Troop 6000. Yes. In New York City. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. So they've been around for, since 2017, I think, and they've just been growing and growing. And so for people who don't know, um, it's catering to young girls who live in shelters. It was designed specifically to help support girls living in the New York City shelter system. The shelter system provides temporary housing to families looking for permanent housing to reduce the number of people living on the streets. But in that amount of people who are living in the shelter, so many of them are young girls. So they started a Girl Scout troop. That would help those girls, you know, build a sense of community, you know, have sort of like that, you know, what all kids need, that sense of community belonging. And, and they, kids yeah. learn so much in the Girl Scouts, I feel. Oh, I was a Girl Scout. Oh, see, that's so cool. Did you have the little outfit? I did have the little outfit. <sighs> the sash and then the vest. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Noreen did so good. Patty Lou, we're going to have to have a talk about this, but it's fine. <laughs> but uh, last year, the girls in Girl Scout Troop 6000 sold 25,000 boxes. And then this year, it's just been growing every year. And then this year, they got so much press. They were on, you know, Good Morning America. They talked about how during COVID, they're still trying to help keep the, the girls connected through Zoom. But you know, as you know, firsthand, it's so hard. So hard. But they're, they're trying. And um, so because they were on GMA and the story has just been blowing up and getting so much press, last week when that GMA story came out, they had sold 400,000 boxes. And when I checked today before our interview, they sold a million. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. amazing. And that is like for as many reasons that I could list why social media can be problematic for us. It's also one of the really great functions of it. Yes. Oh my gosh. It really touched me. It even said like, you know, we can no longer sell any more boxes. We had this like, out, like seemingly outrageous goal, but we surpassed it. But the good news is, is that people can still donate, you know, you can still donate money. Um, and so I'll put the link inside the show notes, but it's girlscoutsnyc.org. Um, and I'll, I'll put it in. To, so it goes specifically to uh, Troop 6000 because 100% of the proceeds go to helping them and their families. And I just think it's like that helps them get their uniforms and just keep this troop going. And that's where my heart is. My heart is with the Girl Scout Troop 6000. It's, it's such a wonderful story. And I'm so happy that they've met that goal and are going to continue to get the attention and the finances that they need, hopefully. Yeah, it's so good. Because I know there's so many terrible stories right now. So for anyone listening, you know, Julie and I even had more stories we were going to share if we had time. But they're, they are out there. And like you said, social media can be a double-edged sword. But there are even good stories on there if you just look for it and you fill your timeline with accounts that share things like that you know prioritize seeing those sorts of stories because you need that balance or we're just going to all be overwhelmed with negative news all the time absolutely this is a great girls night in i had the best time i feel so firm and rejuvenated firm rejuvenated wine it's going down smoothly oh i do have one more thing to share my greatest find of 2020 i guess was it 2021 yet i think it was 2021 okay starting off the oh yeah starting off the year great they finally came out with. Oh, yes. You hear, the, da, da, da. you hear that crinkle, everyone? That is the sound of a gluten-free Oreo. And they're double stuff. Double stuff. Because I don't mess around, okay? It's called self-care. Listen, I need to know, have you tried them? I'm trying it with you right now. For the first time? Yes. Shut up. I wish I had some. This is amazing. Check out that double stuff action. Oh my God. I, it's going to be amazing. Do you twist or do you bite? Oh my God. I'm afraid I'm going to answer this wrong, but I bite. Oh, there's no wrong answer. I bite. I don't yeah. twist. You I never bite. twist? No, I like the ratio to be even. Too much crispiness for me. <gasps> oh my gosh. I've had Oreo since 2017. Is it amazing? I'm sorry to chew in everyone's ear. <laughs> They're it's so good. Oh my gosh. Oh my, I'm so glad. I I'm know that so Caitlin, happy. Caitlin has been waiting for this release <laughs> for a while now. I needed it, guys. That Girls Night In is about wine, gluten-free Oreos, face masks, 20 questions, and good news. And I think we have accomplished all those things. Okay, you, you cheers your wine. I'll cheers the Oreo. Cheers to Girls Night In. Cheers to Girls Night In. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Bye, Caitlin.